0: now we're getting to the bottom of everything
1: it's time for mother angelica i mean that's awesome answering the call answering the call
0: this world is no place for catholic chickens
1: answering the call
0: you call that a failure i call it a great success
1: here's father joseph and doug kent and welcome
2: once again to Mother Angelica answering the call, I'm Doug Keck, co-hosting with our chaplain here, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, each week on this EWTN radio network program, featuring Mother's answers to questions that came in over the years on her wonderful live shows of the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. So Father, great to see you again.
3: And you know, uh, 2023, uh, two significant anniversaries regarding Mother Angelica, uh, January 28th was the 25th anniversary of her healing and uh, her the centenary of her birth april 20th but you think about how we can never predict how god is going to use someone how he might intervene to change things in a society and a culture and all that he did through mother angelica that we're grateful for
2: absolutely our topics do i love god enough good question the good news is you are a child of god that's great news don't be afraid to face God. Mm, there's a challenge. And the first up is the caller who postponed his wedding three times. Mm-hmm. I think Mother was a little taken aback by this one.
3: Yes. But what sound advice I think she gave this, of course, she gave to them. I was meeting with an engaged couple yesterday. They're getting married in about a month. And I said, I gave them actually a book on prayer. And I said, you know, you have to have something bigger than yourselves because you will have troubles, (laughs) and Mother brings that out. Three days after you're married, you know, you're going to have some troubles. So you have to have something bigger than yourselves that you can turn to, and of course that's God And the sacrament of matrimony you receive these graces to live out that vocation.
2: Right. Do you also sense that today that's an even greater problem, that people, because Mm -hmm. of the amount of divorce people have seen, because the culture in some ways is so anti-marriage, and and that kind of commitment and so much about uh, doing my thing my way and me always being happy, people are afraid to commit?
3: Definitely, and even marriages are down. uh, Percentages are down of people who actually do get married who get married in the church or have a Christian marriage. And that's a sad thing because it says we're just going to go it on our own. When you're bringing it before the Lord, you're saying, Lord, you're the, the, the bond that holds us together. And so if something goes wrong, we can turn to you. And as I've said before, that um, there's nothing a couple can't work through if they're both of goodwill with God's grace and prayer.
2: Right, and that's the great gift of the sacrament, of the graces, but also this kind of vow of, of commitment that mm-hmm. one is making. And then when things do get tough, you, you rely on that, yeah. and you think back to, I made my commitment, I'm, I'm gonna to continue to work on this relationship, because as you said, mm-hmm. you always have to keep working on everything. Let's see what mother had to say about the caller who postponed his wedding three times.
0: We have another call,
4: hello? Hello, mother. Uh, my fear is getting married. If I have enough love in me mm-hmm. to make the make it work with the woman I want to marry,
0: you're afraid to get married.
4: Yeah, we've postponed it three times.
0: Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of her for a minute. You know, what what are you afraid of?
4: With what's all going on nowadays, with other marriages I've seen with friends and everything, and I've turned and asked you know for guidance from the Lord. It's just I don't know if it'll work. If we could go on forward.
0: Do you love her now? I love her. Well, what else do you need?
4: I don't know. Something always happens and we just stop.
0: I, oh wait a minute. Let's back up a little bit. Are you saying there are times you love her and times you don't?
4: No, I always love her. And I know she loves me, but when we get ready to, you know, do our vows in church, it's we, marriage gets postponed.
0: Is she afraid too? Yes. You're both afraid?
4: <laughs>
0: yes. What do you know about that?
4: <laughs>
0: you know what I think? I think you need to put more of your love for each other into God. See, one of the problems that we're afraid that love is fleeting because we're afraid it's too human, right? I think that you need to to look at each other and see, do I love you with the love of Jesus? That kind of love will never go. That kind of love may have problems, may have adversities, may have distress, but it'll never leave because it's rooted in love. But rooted in Jesus—that's why so many marriages fail. Don't look at everybody else that's around you. See, they marry sometimes out of a chemistry. Say, so "We have a chemistry." No chemistry. What's this chemistry business? See, now we talk about emotional love. That kind of goes, comes, and goes. But see, I would examine not, not just getting, that's not the problem you have. I don't think getting married and having, you, you have just as many problems being single. You've got to get gas, electric, telephone. If you get married, you only pool it together. You've got one gas, one electric, one telephone. Now you're paying two. You're both buying food. Now you only pay for one food. See. SO I WOULD THINK, AND I'M A BIG MOUTH HERE TALKING ABOUT SOMETHING I do not ANYTHING ABOUT, But and I'VE ALWAYS SAID to SOME men OUT THERE I OUGHT TO BE VERY HAPPY THAT I GOT A RELIGIOUS VOCATION. BUT I, I THINK WHAT YOU NEED TO UNDERSTAND IS EXAMINE, NOT WHETHER YOU WANT TO GET MARRIED OR WHETHER YOU LOVE EACH OTHER, HOW much YOU BOTH LOVE JESUS? SEE, what, WHAT IS THE TEST TO SEE IF YOUR LOVE IS IN JESUS? ARE YOU BOTH RELIGIOUS? I DON'T MEAN, I'M NOT TRYING TO MAKE YOU A MONK AND A NUN. I'M JUST SAYING, DO YOU BOTH LOVE THE LORD? ARE YOU FAITHFUL IN in YOUR MASS AND CAN YOU BOTH LOVE THE Eucharist? ARE YOU BOTH GOING TO HAVE JESUS TO GO TO WHEN SOMETHING GOES WRONG? SURE IT'S GOING TO GO WRONG. HOW DO YOU THINK, YOU KNOW, YOUR MOTHER AND FATHER HAD THINGS GO WRONG. THAT IS NOT WHY YOU DON'T GET MARRIED. See, when you love each other, and you love each other in Jesus, and uh, and God's love is the source of your love for each other, you don't have to worry about trials or tribulation or children or anything. It's when that begins to go by the wayside that your love begins to waver. So I would, I would like you to both examine how much do we both love the Lord. Don't you think that would be a good idea? And if you both love the Lord a lot, then you go ahead and get married. Send me the date (laughs)
4: I'll
0: now have all 26 of my sisters praying for you. (laughs) After that, you can forget all your
4: problems.
0: (laughs) The fear, wisdom says at this moment, since we want to put a little bit of wisdom in here, Wisdom says, yeah, we're going to have problems. Sure we are. We may have problems three days after we're married, but they're not going to be big problems. Our love for God is going to be, enable us to overcome everything and anything. And you have problems if you don't get married because you're going to see yourself getting old, all by yourself. You love somebody, but you're afraid. See, love and fear don't go together. Love what? What does love do? Love casts out fear. Human love brings it on. But if you're love for each other, next time you see each other, say, how much do you love Jesus? How much do I love Jesus? And if you both love Jesus, go ahead because the source and the answer to your difficulties will be the Lord and the source of your love will be the Lord and that's a sacrament. You can't go wrong when you know you're going to be receiving a sacrament. We've lost a sense of marriage being a sacrament. See, Do you think 27 sisters could live together, together amiably? If we didn't love Jesus?
4: Huh? You're right.
0: Absolutely right. There's no way 26 women, (laughs) ooh, boy, even to think about it, unless we love Jesus, we had a common goal. What is our common goal? We all want to be holy. We all want to practice virtue. We all want to love the Blessed sacrament. We all want to be lovely and kind and patient. We have a common goal. If you have that common goal, you can get married and not worry about it. There's no, no reason to fear.
2: And next up, topic is don't be afraid to face God. And I think mm-hmm. there's a combination there of being afraid of dying and that thought, but then facing up to the Lord, right? Yeah.
3: And it's really a fear of the unknown. And so the answer is, We'll come to know, <laughs> come to know the one that you're going to encounter, right? And that's what the sacraments, that's what prayer brings about. If we come to know the Lord now, then like St. Paul, we'll begin to say, I long to be at home with the Lord. We know him, and that's our home. Our true home is to be with the Lord. But while I'm alive, it means productive toil for me now. So death will just be the completion of what's already begun if we know the Lord. So don't let the fear of no, of the unknown be what holds you back, but come to know the Lord more and more throughout your life.
2: Right, and we, we don't want to be presumptive, but as Mother points out, our Lord doesn't solely go from being merciful and then suddenly becoming this harsh judge. Mm-hmm. He's the same wonderful God uh, that he was before mm-hmm. you died.
3: I love a quote of St. Francis de Sales, the one to judge you died for you. So if we remember that, that he came out of love, not for his own advantage, but for ours and for our salvation, it gives us comfort to know that he's the one who became man, who united himself to us, who's going to be the one to judge us.
2: Right. And we have to make sure we understand that there are things we have to do in our lives, but we Mm -hmm. can't be too scrupulous either.
3: Yeah, the two extremes. So we want to live in a way that's pleasing to God, striving, not being indifferent or just uh, casual about it. Striving, but we don't want to be just anxious about every little detail of our life. We have to live a life of love and peace in the Lord's heart.
2: And, and ultimately, whatever face-to-face is going to bring, it's going to be for our betterment and mm-hmm. our entrance into heaven, hopefully. Don't be afraid to face God.
0: We have another call. Hello?
4: Hello, Mother Angelica. Yeah. Uh, my fear is that I, I'm afraid of when I die facing God.
0: Let's look at that another way. OKAY? I THINK WHAT YOU'RE AFRAID OF IS JUDGMENT. BUT THE FACT THAT YOU'RE FACING GOD, YOU SEE, THOSE WHO GO TO HELL, AS SOON AS THEY SEE GOD, THEY TURN, THEY DIDN'T WANT TO LOOK AT GOD. BUT THAT'S NOT THE CASE WITH YOU, SEE? YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE AFRAID OF JUDGMENT BECAUSE HE IS THE MOST GENTLE AND LOVING JUDGE, TRUTHFUL. BUT SEE, we we can't equate in life. We can't equate judgment and love. Do you, you find that hard to do? You find if something's going, somebody's going to judge you, or make you pay for something, then you take love out of that, don't we? We take love out of that. You see, that isn't true with God. God is infinitely loving. He doesn't cease to be loving when I die. See, when I when you face God's HEART, It it isn't God's going to judge you. You see yourself in Him with such a clarity that that you know exactly where you are, and you want to do that. If I love Jesus, I'm trying my best to do His will. And I think you're doing that. Then you don't have to be afraid to see Him face to
1: face. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio.
2: And welcome back to part two of our program, Doug Keck along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Mother Angelica, of course, is the one answering the calls. First up is the good news is you are a child of God. (laughs) Thank goodness, right?
3: (laughs) Yes. And another interesting story from Mother's Youth when she was a drum majorette at McKinley High School in (laughs) Canton, Ohio. And what a surprising story here about this short person. But she brings home, you know, that saints come in all shapes and sizes, right? Physical appearances and proportions. And that's not what matters. God always has our good in mind, you know, and that however we are have been made, it's wonderful, right. we're wonderfully made.
2: Which she talks about, because this person's concerned about their height as well, mm-hmm. and of course, Mother Cabrini being so short, right. but also the fact that Mother Cabrini herself felt a little mm-hmm. awkward about it, not wanting to be have her picture taken right. with her finger dangling. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, <laughs> if we have some of these shortcomings, you see, it doesn't mean we can't acknowledge it and, and realize mm-hmm. to some degree that it's okay to feel a little awkward, but you have to overcome that.
3: And it gives you courage, doesn't it, when you see someone like Mother Cabrini who had this little, you know, thing that was going on inside herself and that we, too, have our own little perks and quirks or whatever. But uh, the Lord loves us and we can still serve him well. What
2: about Mother Teresa? Mm -hmm. We find out later, I mean, with the dark night Mm -hmm. of the soul basics, she was living with all those years. And here's this little tiny woman who was, you know, an incredible faith-filled spark plug.
3: Yeah, there's a beautiful picture of her and Mother, and she was really tiny compared to Mother Angelica. Mm -hmm. But I say she was the mother of the corporal works of mercy and Mother Angelica of the spiritual works of mercy.
2: There you go. Well said. And the good news is you are a child of God.
0: We have a call. Hello?
4: Hi, Mother. This is Alice from Metairie, Louisiana. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
4: I am afraid of people. So when I'm around people, nobody would believe it because I'm an outgoing person. But I have a very big fear of people.
0: Are you afraid of what they'll say or do? I don't know. It's been a fear that I've had all my life, and I don't know why. And you overcome it by being outgoing? Yeah, I
4: you know I go and be with people, but I it's the whole time I'm with people, I just like I've got a knot in my stomach the whole time.
0: Are you afraid of? or what they'll think of you?
4: Yeah, I think so because I'm kind of short and yeah, I think that's part of it. I'm a little person and I don't know, when I was growing up I was made fun of a lot for being little and stuff.
0: Did you know that Mother Cabrini was so short that she wouldn't let anybody take a picture of her uh, showing her feet in a a chair because her feet dangled?
4: Mm -hmm. Mine too, I'm only four feet eight.
0: I think she was four feet nine. <laughs> so she had a fear of somebody seeing how short she was. I don't know what she did when she walked around. It would be pretty obvious, you know. But you see, with Mother Cabrini now, she had one thought in mind. She wanted to give honor and glory to Jesus. One time I was in a circus and um, I I led the band out in the circus, see. And so I, Stood there and I played with the baby elephants, you know, and I was about—I was in high school at the time. And this woman came along and I said, what do you do at the circus? She says, I carry my brother around. And I said, oh, what do you mean you carry your brother around? She said, in the shopping bag. I said, shopping bag? You're <laughs> kidding. He said, no, here he is and she opened <laughs> up this shopping bag and he was the cutest, he was, he was uh, just right, everything was in perfect proportion, but he was this tall and I didn't know what to say, you know, and I said, how are you? And he had a real high-pitched voice and he said, I'm fine. And I said, you're cute. He said, everybody tells me that. And I I talked to him quite a while before his, and all he did was really walk out and his sister took him out of the shopping bag. And I think he was about 28 inches tall, but perfectly formed. And um, I I said to him, you know, if I was, this is where I was not very wise. I, I said to him, are you happy? He said, I'm always happy. And you know that in my as a high school kid, I couldn't figure that one out. And and I said, Why are you happy? He said, because he said, I, I have health, I have a wonderful sister. And he said, This is the way God made me, and in heaven I shall be tall. And I thought, wow. He had no regret, nothing. Now, at four feet eight, you look pretty tall to him. But that's not the point. You see, tall or short doesn't matter. What matters is you're a child of God. That, that's the good news. I'm an heir to the kingdom. See, and I think what makes you fear is self consciousness. Nobody's looking at your height. Maybe in high school, kids in high school and grade school get kind of mean. But what the people are looking at is your love, uh, your peace, your joy. We have a lady here on crutches that's been around here for a couple of years now, three, four years, and she's about maybe four feet three, four, maybe five, I doubt it. And she's a lovely lady. And nobody even pays attention. So what I want you to do It's just look upon your neighbor in the image of Jesus and knowing that's what's so beautiful about you. Don't worry about heights. That's absolutely not important. Think only of that image of Jesus stamped on you, and that's what the Father sees, the image of Jesus.
2: And closing out this week's program, we have the topic of Do I Love God Enough? How could anybody ever know that? Father?
3: Mm-hmm. And we want to grow in our love of God. And I think Mother gives just a very simple way for us to love God. Accept whatever comes, right? Keep plugging along. Whatever comes along, that's what she said she did. And you do it for the love of God. You do it for the love of others. And he wants your sanctification more than you do so you can trust him.
2: Right. It's interesting, too, because Mother says that plugging along. She used to talk about the idea, I'm just the donkey pulling the cart. Mm-hmm. And th- that idea for so many of us in our in our, li- our life, in our spiritual life, you know, we need to trust, keep our head down, and just keep trying to move forward.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of it is just continuing to move forward with confidence because I think a lot of our faults are rooted in our lack of confidence in his providence. Well, he can never turn this to good in some way for my soul or... He's not really helping me or assisting me. No, He is. And we need to have a deep confidence in His providence. So however it comes along, He will sanctify us through those events.
2: Right, and his mother indicates in her answer here, you can't rely on your feelings Mm -hmm. about this either because they can betray you, right?
3: You know, sometimes we're consoled, sometimes we're down in the dumps. But through it all, we just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, as a letter to the Hebrews says who inspires and perfects our faith. And we just continue forward to the goal, as St. Paul says, that is on high for us in Christ Jesus.
2: And there's a great story in here. We're going to let Mother tell it where she talks about uh, grumping about something, in a sense, having something taken away, <laughs> yes. but then wanting it back <laughs> because it's, it's, it, it, she wanted her time in prayer to mm-hmm. be fruitful.
3: Yeah. So she's got a great story here.
2: Right. Do I love God
0: enough? We have another car. Hello? Hello, Mother. Yes. My
4: fear is that I don't love God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in quite the right way. Yes. Yeah. For instance, I can hear you speak of your love for Jesus, and it's so warm, it's so personal. Yes. Yeah. I I know that I love him, and I I want to be with him one day, but to me, I feel there's something lacking.
0: Well... I don't love God with emotion. I, mean, I think, Do I look, I look like that. Do I look like that? No, I don't look like that. I love God with deep faith. I know He is. I know He loves me because I was a pretty nasty kid. And I didn't know Him at all till I was 18. I could care less. I was busy surviving. But He just picked me up, you know, and He said, Boy, if I don't do something with this kid, it's going to be pretty bad and He raised me up and He healed me and He made me know. I, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. I know exactly where I'd be today if it wasn't for Jesus. And I love Him, but I don't know I love Him. Do you think I love Jesus? Yeah. See, I don't know as much as I know. I just keep plugging along. See, I try to do His will every moment. I try to accept whatever comes, whatever pain or suffering. Fear, whatever comes along. That's all I do. And I want you to love Jesus. I really do. But I don't think you ought to worry about how much you love Jesus. You see, Jesus never loved the Father as much as he did on the cross, did he, huh? He accepted, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Father, I have accomplished the work you've given me to do. See, all the time he was so in pain, terrible pain. But you see, the feelings were not there, were they, huh? But He kept saying it. He kept saying it. But that's okay. Don't worry if you don't know where you are, how much you love Every moment. Forget what you did or didn't do yesterday. Every moment. And when you goof, just go up to Him and say, I goofed. I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't mean it. Help me to be better next time. Mm-hmm. I don't think holiness is very uh, hard. I think you need to love much love God and love your neighbor. And even when you don't think you're loving God, that's probably the time you love Him the most. See? I was called for adoration at 3 o'clock in the morning when I was a young sister. I had a migraine headache. I had her ingrown toenail, and my back was killing me. And remember Mother said, my Sister Angelica, 3 o'clock. And I got so mad, and I said, Lord, what do you think I am, a horse? And I went to bed grouchy, you know, because somebody's going to rap on my door at 3 o'clock. And so I went down to the chapel. My headache was gone. My ingrown toenail didn't hurt me. My back didn't hurt me. I felt so humiliated. I felt so guilty. I looked at the Lord and said, Lord, you know, forget it. I didn't mean it. If you can't give me something to suffer for souls, who are you going to give it to? Pow! My headache (laughs) came back. (laughs) My ingrown toenail was killing me. My back, oh! I said, thanks, Lord quickest prayer ever got at you
1: for more about mother angelica and to listen to her shows go to ewtn.com see you next time on mother angelica answering the call only on ewtn radio